There's mummies and dummies and ghosts that bark. There's goblins and ghoulies that wait in the dark. If you wish to wet your pants with fright, listen to Gaxi on Goosebumps tonight. I'm gonna come. Boo, my dudes. Rise, ghost and welcome boy, back rise. to Gaxi on Goosebumps, the show in which I read and review every turn Goosebumps book from R.L. Stein's original series. And joining me today for an episode of Give Yourself Gatsy, the series in which I read and review every single one of R.L. Stein's Choose Your Own Adventure Goosebumps books, is Ivy. How are you, Ivy? I'm good. How are you? Oh, thank you for asking. I'm very well. Um, are you are you excited to be part of the franchise that is uh, Gatsy on Goosebumps? I'm very excited. A bit concerned. I haven't done this before. I'll be gentle with you. I've just had a sip of tea. It doesn't seem like you put sweetener in that. Is that correct? No, I didn't. I don't have sweetener in my tea. Yes, but I do. I thought we... Anyway, that's fine. Off to a rocky start. Do you want sweetener? No, it's fine. I'll deal with it. Besides knowing me, who is sort of... I don't want to say famous, but regarded for uh, reviewing Goosebumps No, say famous. Yeah. I, I didn't want to, but yeah, I guess I want to say I'm famous. What is your experience with the Goosebumps series? Um, Were you familiar with it growing up? No, I knew of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever read Goosebumps. Mm. If I have, I don't remember. Fine. That's fine. Because that's what part of this is, is introducing some um, some new fans to the series. And this is, of course, a Choose Your Own Adventure. The process being, I will read the adventure to you. You will choose which path you take. Okay. Uh, there are over 20 different scary endings. Some of them are good. Wow. Some of them bad. Some of them are neutral. We're going to try and get the best one, obviously. This is, give yourself goosebumps, number five, Night in Werewolf Woods. Can you describe the front cover to us? Um, scary. We've got some wolves, are they? You tell me. I mean, I think the people at home can't see. Would you say they're werewolves? No, definitely not werewolves. Not my kind of wolves, but you know. This one looks quite a lot like a bear, yeah. but I think they're meant to be. I think they're meant to be werewolves. I've got to say, people at home and Ivy, you won't maybe have a frame of reference. This this has got to be one of the worst Goosebumps covers, not just for the Give Yourself Goosebumps series, but for the whole series. Really? I doubt this is a Tim Jacobus because it is so, it looks like, it's so bland. It's so unexciting. There's no, nothing original about it. It looks like it could be just like public domain wolf art. Mm. Really, really bad, which is maybe why I don't have a lot of uh, memory of this particular book, but there's an expression about judging books by its cover and it escapes me right now, but perhaps it will come later on. Would you like to read us the blurb on the back? Um, Woods World or Werewolf World? That is shocking. That is, that's right. It says Wolf, Woods World or Werewolf World. Shit terrible because this is the first line. We don't know what, anyway, continue. What? I I don't get it either. No, me either. And this doesn't bode well. Get your bathing suit. Okay. But can you read the blurb first? (laughs) you and your family are off on a summer vacation to a place called woods world you can't wait to mess around down at the lake then at the kids only campfire you hear the rumor about woods world legend has it werewolves roam around the woods at night oh dear but you're not scared oh good you're ready for an adventure i'm not (laughs) Will you explore the deepest, darkest parts of the woods? Mm -hmm. Brave the tunnel of waves 
Home of the Terrifying Lake Monster. Okay. Or Battle and Army of Red Fire Ants. Just step on them, I think. But I don't know. I haven't read it in a while. The choice is yours in the scary goosebumps in capitals. Adventure that's packed with over 20 super spooky endings. Fantastic. Thank you for that. Aren't you glad you're not reading the whole thing? Oh, I'm not. No. No, I read it out to you. You don't have to. And considering how much you struggled through that. That was terrible. That's like you haven't read out loud in a while. (laughs) Stop. You were a Twilight fan, right? Yes. Is that where this is that when you say this this doesn't look like a werewolf you're familiar with? Like Yeah. Were you Team Jacob? No, you no. were Team Edward. Never Team Jacob. But I guess that's informed your opinion of what werewolves should look like and perhaps act like. Yeah. Mm. That guy went on to absolutely nothing. What was his name? Taylor Lorna. <sighs> Crickets. Settle in, you've got your tea. Yes. Uh, what does it say yes, on your Lorna. mug? Um, Daddy rules. Mm. And boy, does he ever. Nerd alert! Nerd alert! We interrupt your perfect summer vacation at Deep Woods Lake to bring you this special nerd news. Your parents have invited their best friends, Mr. and Mrs. Morris, and their super nerd son, Todd, to share the cabin with your family this year. You can't believe it. Your worst nightmare has just come true. This can't be happening to me, you say aloud as your family's minivan pulls up to Woods World. You've already spotted the Morris's car. It's parked beneath a string of coloured lanterns hanging over the entrance to Woods World. Woods World is the cabin community that your family has vacationed at every summer since you were a baby. Then you spot Todd. He's gawky, stringy-haired, and wears thick, black-rimmed glasses. Hey, hey, what do you say? Todd calls to you. His big hand whirly birds out of the car window in a nerdy wave. Not sure what a nerdy wave looks like. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Be nice, your mum cautions. Yes, maybe Todd is different now, says your dad. No, he's different, all right, you moan. From everyone else on this planet. Your minivan and the Morris's car both roll up the gravel drive next to Evergreen Cabin. You gaze around. Nothing has changed since last summer. The woods behind your cabin are still deep and dark. The sparkling blue lake in front of the cabin is as smooth as glass. A narrow, sandy beach stretches into an easy curve around the shoreline of the lake. The sun has almost set, leaving behind a fiery pink-orange glow in the sky. There's enough daylight left for you to notice a note taped to the screen door of your cabin. Cool, you cry. You jump out of the car. That must be a note from my friends, you tell your parents. You sprint across the lawn and up the porch steps. You pull the note off the cabin door. You unfold the note. You read it out aloud. I feel like he could have streamlined that last little section. You sprint across the lawn and up the porch steps. You pull the note off the cabin door. You unfold the note. You read it out loud. Just say I grabbed the note. It's meant to be dramatic. Well, well, then the payoff has to be pretty dramatic. But all the note says is, Kids only campfire tonight, 8pm at the beach. Ooh. Wonderful, your mum cries as she hurries up behind you. It's only seven o'clock now. You can help unload the car and then go. This will be a perfect opportunity for the other Woods World kids to meet Todd. Mum seems too happy that there's a kids only camp. I reckon she and the parents want to click look, you know, have a bit of adults only fun. You know what I mean? Away from the kids. Just saying. And it's a perfect opportunity for them to think I'm a nerd too, because I'm with him, you mutter. 
but no one hears you. Your parents and Mr. and Mrs. Morris have gone inside the cabin. You watch Todd unload his stuff from the car. As he pulls out a red tin box, three very large red-haired boys bike up your driveway. They're the Murphy brothers. Ooh. Jess, Buck, and Sharky. And it says here they call him Buck because he loves to fuck. Isn't that weird? They put that in there. Welcome to Woods World, nerdo. The oldest brother, Sharky, taunts Todd. Sharky is 15. It looks as if he's been lifting weights since he was two years old. Same with me. Last summer, a kid told you that Sharky got his nickname because getting into a fight with Sharky is like trying to survive a shark attack. Mm. I see you bought us a present, Sharky says to Todd. He grabs the tin box and tosses it to his younger brother, Jess. Hey, Todd shouts, that's my pewter figure collection. Bring that box back. Tears form, oh, I feel bad from now. Tears form in his eyes as the Murphy brothers pedal away, taking the box with them. Aww. That's kind of mean. Oh, Todd. You try to pretend that you don't see Todd crying, but this kid is not a quiet sniffler. He's a loud sobber. Boo-hoo! Boo-hoo! Todd cries. Tears spurt out of his eyes like a main, water main break in the middle of Main Street. All right, all right, you finally say. I'll go to the campfire and get your precious pewter collection back. Do you know what a pewter collection is? Like... Little miniature, like, metal figurines. No. So I think this Todd sounds pretty cool. Sounds like you. Like I said, he sounds pretty cool. Right. That wasn't so bad. I just finished my tea. And it wasn't so bad, but it... Anyway, it was fine. I'm coming too, Todd says. He wipes his nose on his sleeve. Gross. Again, he sounds like me. You glance over at the porch. The parents are so busy talking. They're talking about, like, what alcohol, or, like, they're going to do some, like, swinging tonight, maybe. I don't know. doesn't say that. I'm speculating. I don't, I don't think so. I, well, I think so. I hope we find out. God, what a great goosebumps <laughs> that would be. They don't notice that Todd's tears are flooding the place. You notice, though. Now you have to decide whether you're going to bring Todd to the campfire or leave him to cry at the cabin. Ivy, if you decide to ditch Todd and go to the campfire alone, go to page nine. If you decide to drag Todd along with you to the campfire, go to page six. You have to bring him along. Let's bring him. He can't help feeling sorry for Todd. You decide to take him to the campfire. Maybe if those Murphy brothers see you crying, they'll feel sorry for you too, you tell Todd. That's how I got my first girlfriend. <laughs> those are the meanest boys I've ever met, Todd Wales. Get it together. He takes a package of tissues out of his shorts pocket and blows his nose loud. Really, Todd, you say? You'll scare them with that honking more than they could ever scare you. I just want my pewter collection back. It's my most precious possession. As soon as Todd says that, the faucets open up again. He can't stop crying. Look, okay, admittedly, I thought you were being a bit harsh to Todd. He does sound like he's kind of a pussy. Like, fair enough, you're getting your stuff stolen, but, like... Come on. I can't go to the campfire, he sobs. My sinuses are all clogged up. You'll have to face them alone, I guess. Alone, you repeat, cheering up immediately. Without you, Todd? I'm sorry, Todd weaves. I just don't feel like going to a party tonight. If you insist, you say happily. I guess we're not taking Todd after all. You leave Todd to cry alone in the cabin. You stay here and unpack your stuff, you say to Todd. I'll go to the campfire and get the box back for you. You hurry out of the cabin door. You head for the unusual campfire spot the south end of the beach. A giant fire is already blazing when you arrive. You see your friend, Lauren Woods. Her parents, oh. are, ooh, her parents own Woods World. 
I would have thought it was called Woods World because there's lots of trees, but apparently it's named after the Woods family. There you go. Lucky coincidence. No, it's a play on words. Oh my god. Is it actually? (laughs) (laughs) She and the regular crowd of Woods World kids are sitting around the fire listening to Sharky Murphy tell a creepy story. Of course he is. Bloody Sharky. Remember the legend of the werewolves? Sharky is saying mysteriously. At first, you may think you're talking to a friend. Then, when the full moon comes out from behind a cloud, you'll see hair begin to grow on your friend's face. Fangs take the place of teeth. A voice that was once human turns to a beastly howl. So you go. The shark boys? No. The um, Murphy boys. You reckon Murphy. they're all werewolves? Yeah. You calling it now? I am. You know, for a bully, he's got some good like oratory skills. Like he's got some. I feel like if he if he channeled that aggression into like drama, he'd be mm, really good. Okay. Um, that's probably not one of the endings though. Sharky pauses and lowers his voice to a whisper. Look, he says, the full moon is out tonight. This is a perfect night for the werewolves of Woods World to appear. No one is safe here. Not now, not ever. Sharky laughs an evil laugh as he finishes his story. Can you give us an evil laugh, Ivy? (laughs) (laughs) That that was good. It sounded kind of like what I imagine a fish would sound like when it's flopping around on dry land. Like gulping for air. But wow. but that's but that's evil to a lot of people. You did well. Thank you. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> the kids sitting around the campfire study each other's faces, searching for hair or maybe fangs. As clouds cover the full moon, the campfire party breaks up. Everyone says goodnight. Lauren Woods laughs as she calls to you. Nighty night, don't let the werewolves bite. Did you ever see a werewolf, Sharky? One of the younger kids asks before he leaves. Ha! laughs Sharky. My brothers and I saw plenty of werewolf tracks in the woods just before we came to this campfire. Isn't that right, Jess? Yeah, the youngest Murphy brother says. We saw the wolf tracks when we were burying that nerdy kid's box. So you think to yourself, they buried Todd's box. But where? Mm. You promised to get the box back for Todd. But should you go out alone tonight when the moon is full? If you decide to look for the box tonight, turn to page 13. If you decide to go back to the cabin, turn to page 71. To answer this, we have to ask, what race? I knew you were going to go there. Are you about to go on some white person shit? Yes, exactly. And are you? Yeah. A promise is a promise. You promised Todd you would get his box back tonight. You decide you have to go into the woods alone. It's no big deal, you think to yourself. I've been coming to Woods World forever. I've never seen werewolves here before. You follow the Murphys up a gravel path to the woods. You hope they will lead you to the box. The only problem is the Murphys are nowhere in sight. They've sprinted up the path in the darkness. You peer ahead, but see nothing. Mm. The full moon is behind a cloud. Total darkness surrounds you like a thick blanket. The woods are silent tonight. Even the raccoons and other night creatures seems to have gone to bed early. Nothing is out here. Nothing except me, you say softly to yourself. You whirl around. What made that horrible noise? You glance to your right, then to your left. Nothing. You continue along the path. The gravel crunches under your sneakers. And then you see it. A light flickering up ahead. A candle burns in a jar next to a large boulder on the side of the path. As you hurry closer, a breeze makes the flame flicker. There's a note taped to the large rock. 
You bend down and grab the note. Did someone leave this for you? You draw the candle close, squinting in the darkness to read the writing. Wax drips and then hardens on the side of the jar as you read the note aloud. The werewolves of Wood's world, they love to see red. So the box that was Todd's is now their box instead. The werewolves of Wood's world disappear at dawn. So you must find the box before this night is gone. Werewolves? This must be a joke, you tell yourselves, but you can't help gazing into the darkness, searching. You hold your breath and listen. Then you hear the crackling of twigs. Footsteps. Mm. You're not alone after all. Someone or something is out here with you. Quickly, you duck behind an old tree stump. You listen for the footsteps again. They're closer now, but in the darkness, you can't tell exactly where they're coming from. Your heart pounds like a jackhammer. Footsteps. Closer. 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 Ah! You scream. A hand is on your cock. Sorry, a hand is on your shoulder. You're afraid to look. Terrible. Can I continue? Yes. Hey, hey, what do you say? Todd's oh, voice breaks through the scream. I hate this fucking catchphrase they've given him. It's just me. I came out to find you. After all, it's my box and I should help you find it. You can't believe this guy. He just scared you out of your wits and he's still talking about that stupid box. You catch your breath and try to slow your heartbeat down to normal. Get a life, Todd, you snap at him. You shouldn't sneak up on me like that. I just wanted to help find the box, Todd whines. Look, I even bought a flashlight. You're glad it's Todd and not a werewolf. In fact, you're glad for any company or not like this. Follow me, you say. Which way? Todd asks. Such a liability. I know. Like all children. This way, you answer, towards the two red lights. You lead the way through a wall of thorny bushes. There should be a path to the beach somewhere around here, you say. Yowch, Todd cries. These stupid thorns are scratching me all up. You better watch out you don't bleed too much, you joke. You don't want those werewolves to catch the scent of fresh blood. Todd's knees tremble as the two of you push through the overgrown vines and shrubs. Are you sure this is the path? Todd asks. It's so dark out here, I can't see a thing. Before you can answer, you hear... Thank you. This time, the terrifying noise is very, very close. Oh no! Todd whines. What was that sound? You try not to panic, for Todd's sake. You flip on the flashlight switch. Darkness still surrounds you. You hit the flashlight on your hand. Once, twice, still no light. Stupid batteries, you grumble. But even without light, you notice the ground under your feet changing from dry to slippery and very slimy. Where are you? It's a cave. In all the summers I've been coming to... No, sorry, wrong person. (laughs) In all the summers I've been coming to Woods World, you said to Todd, I never knew there was a cave here. Let's check it out. Then you hear a voice from somewhere deep in the cave. A voice calling your name. You think the voice sounds like Sharky Murphy, but you can't be sure. Mm. Hello? You answer. You start to move towards the deep black cave. Don't do that. Well, uh, unfortunately, that, we're not given a choice there. He's on some white person shit. Todd tugs you back. Don't go in, he warns. Again, the voice from inside calls your name. You feel pulled by the voice and pulled by Todd at the same time. What's it going to be? Go in. Or stay out. Stay out. So to answer the call of the cave, or you'd feel safer listening to Todd and staying out of the cave? Listen to Todd. He's the only one 
with some sense. So we're going to stay out of the cave. All right, all right, you snap at Todd as he pulls you back from the mouth of the cave. We won't go in the cave. But do you want your box back or not? Of course I do, he says, still holding on to you. But I think I'm allergic to caves. I feel kind of strange. Well, I feel kind of strange too with you holding on to me all the time. A bit of homophobia there. Yep. I've got some toxic masculinity there. You shake his hand off your arm and step back. Oops. Instantly, your feet sink into a thick, mucky goo that won't let go. Right. Quicksand. You're glued to the spot and sinking deeper and deeper. Hey, Todd, you cry. Get me out of this, will you? But Todd isn't listening. He has his back turned. He's staring at a beam of light shining through a crack in the cave ceiling. Todd gazes up and shouts, I see the full moon! Never mind the full moon, Todd, you beg him. Please, pull me out of here. Todd does nothing. You quickly check and see that Todd isn't standing in quicksand, but he can't seem to move either. He stares motionless at the light of the full moon. Todd is in a trance. As you sink deeper into the quicksand, you see Todd being transformed by the moonlight. Hair grows on his face and hands. His teeth lengthen into wolf-like fangs. With flashing red eyes, Todd turns towards you. He opens his mouth and lets out a blood-curdling hungry. <coughs> Todd, you shout, turn your face away from the moonlight. Don't look at the full moon. It's a werewolf moon. Don't let it get you. Try one more time to pull your feet free. This time the quicksand's grip loosens. In one swift move, you leap from the hole and throw yourself at Todd. The force of your body moves him out of the moon's light. You hold Todd down. The beam of moonlight slowly disappears as a cloud passes over the full moon. As the light goes away, so do Todd's werewolf features. That's it, you exclaim. Now I understand what we have to do. Sharky was wrong when he said no one is safe here, you tell Todd. I know what we have to do. There is one way to keep ourselves safe. The werewolf moon has no power over us as long as we stay out of the light. You mean the light of a full moon is what started turning me into a werewolf? Todd asks curiously. Exactly. And if we stay out of the moonlight, we'll be safe from werewolves. Do you get it? A low growl answers. Todd, was that you? You whisper. Hurry, turn to page 22 before it's too late. Another low growl fills the cave. Todd looks as surprised and afraid as you are. No, Todd says in answer to your question. That wasn't me. Was it you? The growling sound is louder now. Louder and closer. No, it wasn't me, you reply. The full moon's beam suddenly breaks through the crack in the cave ceiling. The cloud has passed by and the moonlight is as clear and bright as a Hollywood spotlight. This time it is not shining on Todd's face. It shines on another face. And another. Two faces that are not quite human. Faces that are transformed before your very eye into snarling, growling wolves. Werewolves, to be exact. What should you do? <laughs> this is generally what it says. Your knowledge of the Goosebumps book, The Werewolf of Fever Swamp, will help you decide what to do. What type of bird did the werewolf of Fever Swamp rip apart? If you think it was a cardinal, go to page 57. If you think it was a heron, turn to page 68. Now, listeners, that's pretty tough. Because I have read The Werewolf of Fever Swamp, and I, I cannot remember what bird was pulled apart by The Werewolf of Fever Swamp. I believe it was a heron. Do you want to go with heron? I was going to go with it. Yeah, sure you would. <laughs>
Um, but I do, you know, I do appreciate he's, he's sort of getting you to go back and buy his, his older books as well. He's like, you know, you need, you need the collection to. Who's gonna, who's gonna stop there and be like, okay, let me go back and buy the book. For those listening at home, I am raising my hand. The werewolves, Todd shouts, start howling. You grab Todd's shoulders and give him a good shake. Snap out of it, Todd, you order him. It's either hell or run, he insists, and we don't know which way the werewolves are heading. There is one more choice, Todd, you reply. You point to a stream of light at the end of yet another tunnel. It looks as if it might be the way out. There, you say. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, Todd says nervously. I already saw that tunnel. I also saw that giant hole in the floor between us and the way out. Just listen to this. Todd drops a loose stone into the hole. The two of you wait to hear it hit the bottom. It never does. It's a bottomless pit, Todd announces. This time the howling isn't coming from Todd. He's too busy talking about the pit. It's the werewolves, Todd whispers. Start howling. No, jump, you shout. If you howl to save yourself, turn to page 33. If you jump across the bottomless pit, go to page 111. How to save yourself or try your luck jumping across the pit? Um, we're gonna howl. Let's howl. The werewolves are too close. You have to start howling. It's your only hope. That was good, right? Go again. It's like a distressed dog. Could you give us a werewolf howl? (laughs) That's a very mournful dog. Okay, wait. I feel, like it's quite, I feel like it's quite similar to mine, but okay. I digress. Fine. You and Todd take turns howling to keep the werewolves away. You have been standing here howling for hours. So far, it's working. Okay. There is not a werewolf in sight. Good job. Keep up the howling until the end. They got killed? No, you have to, you have to keep howling until the end of time, pretty much, to make sure you don't get eaten by werewolves. What about when it becomes daytime? Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's a cave. That was shit. Let, should we try leaping? Yeah, sure. I was thinking for sure leaping was going to kill us. I think yeah. I would. I thought you made the right decision. But, all right. Rewind. Instead, we're leaping over the bottomless pit. Do that again. You have to jump across the pit, you insist. It's the only way out of this place. No, I can't do it, Todd whines. You'll have to go first. The best option would be for Todd to go first. And then and then see if he can make it, yeah. yeah. And then recover the box of pewter collectibles and just sell it, I guess. Yeah. As soon as you hear the howling again, all your nervousness disappears. Come on, Todd, you cry. The werewolves are getting closer. Without another word, you back up a few steps and take a running leap. It's so dark, you can't be sure if you're making it across the pit or not. All you know is you're flying through the air. In seconds, your feet land on solid ground. Dirt crumbles under your heels. You are half on, half off the edge of the pit. Whoa, you cry, swaying back and forth over the open pit. Don't leave me, Todd screams. I'm trying my best not to, you snap. Zing. You fall forward onto the ground in front of you. Phew. That was a close. You can't finish this sentence because what you see standing behind Todd is making your mouth drop wide open. (gasps) Werewolves! There are werewolves behind you, you finally managed to scream. 
Jump, Todd, jump! You fumble with the faulty flashlight. This time it goes on. You point the flickering beam past Todd's slug-slimed head. Okay. From the werewolf? I guess they're slobbering on it? You aim for the eyes of the snarling beasts. Yes, it's working. The light is hypnotizing them. You shout, hurry, jump across. Oh, wait, so he jumped across the pit. Yes, so you jumped across the yeah, pit and then yeah. you turned around and saw the whales behind Todd. So you told him to jump. So you didn't jump into the pit? No. No, no, you, you cleared the pit. Remember, it's a bottomless pit. Oh, yes, yes. I'm following. Oh! Todd cries as he glances back and finds himself eyeball to eyeball with the werewolves. Jump, you yell! Jump! As the werewolves reach out for him, Todd jumps. You lean over the edge of the gaping pit and grab for Todd's outstretched hand. It pulls you down. You stretch your arm as far as you can and, if you catch Todd, turn to page 80. If you don't catch Todd... Plunge to page 61. Oh no. Do you I'm catch not him? catching Todd. Not catching him? No. Sorry. Rip Todd, I guess. Oops, you missed. Sorry, Todd. <laughs> you call down into the bottomless pit. You lean over and watch Todd get smaller and smaller. You hear Todd's voice calling your name as he falls down, 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 down. But you don't feel too bad. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> After all, it's a bottomless pit. So you know, Todd will never reach the end. So, we had two endings. One featuring you howling to the end of eternity. I feel like if they give you the option to let Todd fall, you should be able to continue without Todd. You know, that shouldn't be yeah. the end for you. Todd's dead. Like, And also, if he can jump across, can't the werewolves jump across? Well, if you read Werewolf and Fever Swamp, you'll find out that they lack pit jumping abilities. That's not legit, is it? I haven't read it in a while. Could be. Well, that was our adventure. There are a lot of things that, like, that were sort of advertised. You know, you always get glimpses of other paths on the back, like the Tunnel of Waves or the Lake Monster. You know, those are paths we obviously didn't take. Oh, okay. And we didn't run into the, the Murphy Boys again, so... I feel, I feel like that they should have been a bit more involved. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know. Are they in other adventures? You'd have to think. They're, they're too prominent not to. But, um, yeah, that was quite an adventure. You know, I wouldn't say they were positive endings we got, but um, it's part of the journey, it's isn't it? It's quite poor, actually. I'm sorry to hear that. Did you were you engrossed as you went along? I was, and I was very hopeful, mm. but disappointed. Well, on that sober but, note, but you know, there's eighteen other eighteen other endings. It's got a lot of replay value, I guess. As a kid, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Everyone has said they do this. They keep their finger on like the the page, so that if they go ahead and find it's like. A bad ending. They go back and and, and try again. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cheating. Well, it's is it there's is it cheating if you're enjoying a book? It's not for me to say. It is. Oh, well, there you go. You have it here first. Have you <laughs> tried to read it as a book? Well, you can't. As in, like page by page. Yeah. No. Maybe the R.L. Steins. I thought it was Steins. Steins, no, R.L. Steins. I thought R.L. You know why? Because I put in a you know cheeky 
story that progresses page by page. Yeah, somehow. How would he do that if he's... I know. Isn't he a genius or some shit? Well, clearly not from this book here. Um, at least we didn't get. I, I did. I think we sort of missed out on a very uh, climactic mm-hmm. ending. Lauren Woods didn't make a reappearance. I thought she I was, was going to be. I was very disappointed about. Um, that. I was hoping that it might be a Belen Jacob. Yeah, one of them is a is a werewolf. I was also hoping Murphy's might be werewolves, or or this person might be a werewolf. Well, apparently, sense. like. All it takes is the moon to shine yeah, on you. Yeah, also, I didn't agree with that. Which is not really established because werewolf lore. what they could have just done is gone out into the moon and then they can fight the werewolves on a more even playing field. And then when do you go back? When you add the light, the moonlight, I guess. I, oh, I don't know. Again, the lore is not well established in Night in Werewolf Woods. The lore is about well, as well established as this really subpar cover-up, which I will be posting Part of the fun is is just go, has just been going on this adventure with you. Thanks. And I that hope was fun. I hope you weren't too spooked out. Maybe I will listen to your podcasts. I would hope so, seeing as you're now a valid contributor to it. Yeah, <laughs> Mama, I made it. On that note, Ivy, thank you for joining us. Welcome. I'd be happy to come back. We'll see how this this episode goes. See what the reaction is. You can, of course, follow me on Goosebumps.podcast for the latest in Goosebumps news and pictures of... Just follow me on Goosebumps.podcast. It's <laughs> fucking pretty simple. Ivy, do you have anything to say before you sign off? Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And, um, and would you like to take us off with my trademark sign-off for the Gatsby and Goosebumps series? See you next time, geese. Because Goosebumps fans are called geese. Gadsy on Goosebumps is a literature podcast, a co-production of Henderson Entertainment Network and Equinox Petrochemical Solutions. If you'd like to listen to more stirring podcasts or hear about how the petrochemical industry supports your local community, please visit Lartricha.com. That's Lartricha, L-A-T-T-E-R-A-T-U-R-E.com. Can I read the blurb again? Yeah. I was too stressed. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Can you add some emphasis? And yeah, like, okay. Yeah. I'll try. Really I'm sell- not as good as you. <laughs> well, if you are.